Hello, nerds, and welcome. We are crossing the Nerdverse. I'm Ryan, taking over a host position tonight because our beloved Travis, the normal vo voice of the show, is currently having a baby. So we are all here, very excited, in support of Travis and Elena. Um, I'm joined, however, by Clark and Eric. <laughs> and we're going to try our best to kind of... Unfortunately. Unfortunately, I'm stuck here with these guys. Uh, but no, we're going to try our best to fill in the shoes while uh, Travis is taking some time off. Um, and we do have a very, very exciting episode lined up for tonight. Since, given the topic, I guess, at hand, I'm going to go ahead and introduce what we're talking about before we do the hi, how are yous. Tonight's going to be really important for all of our listeners. We're doing something a little bit different tonight, a little bit of a different format, because we are entering... One of the most blessed times to be a gamer. One of the most exciting times of year to be a gamer because we are coming up on Black Friday. And Cyber, and Cyber Monday. Monday. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so we're going to be covering kind of the best way to handle that kind of stuff. And so tonight's episode is going to be for all of you listeners that maybe don't know how to navigate the spider web that is gaming sales and gaming deals during this time of the year. Clark, why don't you go ahead and get us rolling? Tell us about your Damn week. It. Yeah, I'm calling you out. <laughs> uh, I know. So it, it's it been an interesting week. Uh, I'm sure everyone has seen the news about Bungie. Uh, I am legally uh, not allowed to say anything, mostly out of respect for my fellow employees and what the company is currently going through. But it has been a rough week at work. Uh, so to I to kind of offset my mood, I have been saving up for the past like year and a half to get this 3D printer that I saw that actually debuted last year on Black Friday. It's the Bamboo Lab 3D printer. I got it and I have been printing stupid stuff to make myself smile. No. Uh, and I have printed fucking nothing practical. I have made 20 fuck octopuses, which is just a little octopus with middle fingers. Um, okay. I've made little ghosts. Like, I, just anything that I can find on Thingiverse that looks adorable, I have printed uh, this week. So that has kind of been my week. Um, reading a lot of trashy webtoons as well has, seems to be the theme that I've my current hyperfixation. So if you want trashy webtoon wrecks, I've got like on my phone, it's private. It's on private browsers. So I don't have to deal with pop-ups, but it's like probably 15 to 20 tabs of just different ones that I'm reading through and they're all garbage and I love them immensely. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Eric, how about you, man? How's your week going? Not too bad. Did Halcon last week. Um, that was interesting. That was Very the first exciting. like somewhat big one I went to. Um, took the kids. It was different. I don't know how they usually go. Is that a Halloween convention? No, no. so the, I think it's anime and sci-fi. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh. it's like, so, it's like a, com a Comic-Con style. It's pretty yeah. Okay. A lot of board games. Um, I heard Howl. Howl. H-A-L. Howl. Yeah. Okay. I think it's like Halifax gotcha. Comic Con is kind of like what it's... Uh, not okay. 100% sure how Con, I'm saying it moon. wrong. 
Um, they even have like a character, like a mascot and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. So, what is your is yours a moose? I don't know. What is, hold on. <laughs> Ours is a longhorn cow for anime fest, and he's so fucking cute. But uh, yeah, they got a particular one, and then it it was it wasn't too bad though. Like it was interesting. I, I will definitely say. Um, like I said, I've never really been to one, so like I don't know what they usually are like. Um, they had like they did have cool things though. They played Clue for like all the kids and stuff like that. So like you go into all the different rooms and ask questions and try to find the murder. Oh, that's kind of cool, right? Um, and then they also had on the gaming floor, they also had like where if you went to each room and did stuff in the room, you got tickets that you could use to get free stuff. Um, yeah, it was that they, they had a lot of things. There. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say. I think PAX is the only one that I've been to that sent me on like scavenger hunts or had like an activity within the con that I've been to. That's actually interesting. So the ones that uh, are in Santa Fe, Albuquerque and Colorado, um, they almost always have something going on. A lot of it gets put on by the 501st guys uh, that do the stormtroopers. And uh, they were there. Oh, yeah. One of the one of the big ones that I went to was like a, a droid hunt. Um, I believe this was like a promo for the sequels coming out again several years ago, right? Um, but you had to yeah. do a droid hunt, to, and it was kind of a movie promo kind of thing. Maybe that's maybe that's more cons, less fests. Because I'm thinking like Anime Frontier, Anime Fest here in Dallas. Oh, like, point. there's not a ton of those where maybe cons are a little bit more. more they're meatier, yeah. if I can say well, that. Well, the expos. You know, you talk about packs and stuff. A lot of the expos are more like come and try this thing out. You know, check out my new board game. Check out yeah. my new video game. And so it's likely that uh, the differentiation kind of falls into that realm, right? And and the mascot is Nelson the Town Clock. I guess Halifax is known for some giant clock. Hey, I, I would have put a lot of money on Moose, but all right. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, it was pretty clock. good. <laughs> I was definitely impressed with what they had going on there, like for the kids and stuff to keep them entertained. Um, a lot of the guests, nothing against them. I was a big Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan and stuff, but um, there wasn't a lot of like, my buddy runs one in like Maine. Um, and, and they get a lot of the like voice actors, the big names and stuff like that there. Um, so I was expecting at least somebody with something recent out. Um, there's nothing too crazy there for that. So if you wanted to meet Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, he was there. Okay. I was like, how are we tying in how you were not uh, excited about Buffy the Vampire Slayer? So he was, then there was one other one there. And then like Chad Michael Murray was there. He was One Tree Hill. What? Yeah. I will say this. I feel like I haven't seen him around in forever. You'll know how they always talk about be cautious when you're going to like meet your favorite actors or meet your heroes. The don't meet your hero aspect to the some of the cons yes i will say that james marsters was one of the biggest surprises to me because i thought he was wonderful super polite is he spike yeah that's the guy that plays spike oh okay um and i had a great time i got to hang out with him for a few minutes in between uh the the autograph sessions and stuff super chill super great guy um so that one surprised me i was not expecting him to be so cool i don't don't know why but I, i I just wasn't. Um, I guess he does kind of play villains. Uh, I will so. say. Yeah. 
We we met the voice actor for Ichigo from Bleach, and he was also, I think, Diego and Devil May Cry. He he was super nice. He was very personable. And by, like, met him, I mean we waited in line and paid him <laughs> money to say hi to us and sign some stuff. So it's not like he was just out and about. But he was super nice. He would, like, do the little bonkai yell every time somebody asked him to. And, yeah, he was yelling a lot. Dude. That poor man. <laughs> Yeah, but the fact that he but, did I mean, it, that's awesome. But Yeah, it was super nice. That's like I never knew. Like, he he was really personal. The Black Ranger from the second season of Power Rangers is a super major voice actor. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not realize, like, he's I, in everything. I grew up in the same town as the White Ranger, and it was always weird because he did drive a motorcycle and would sometimes wear his little Power Ranger outfit from nice. set home. So you would just see the White him Ranger tootling around. Jason yeah. David Franks. Sure. Your your lack wow. of knowledge in this displeases me. <laughs> I don't. I barely know my uh, own. That's okay. Name, we hired okay? you for your anime knowledge, not your Power Ranger. It, it's okay. <laughs> oh, phew. I thought you were going to say my looks. No, I'm kidding. On our uh, audio podcast. Um, yeah, that's exactly. You have a you have the face for yeah. radio. Don't worry. For anybody listening. We're live now, usually. Like, we got Twitter and Facebook. Oh, that's true. For anybody true. listening okay. and for our viewers that are on Twitter and Facebook, you happen to know that uh, Clark is by far the prettiest one in the podcast. So. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I have the best beard, too. Huh. I'm absolutely the stunner. <laughs> That's true. Travis isn't here to argue with me. He thinks he's gorgeous. Oh dear. Uh, so my week's actually. Uh, and how was your week? It's been Ryan? pretty good. Um, same as I hope for most of our viewers. I'm enjoying a nice little sugar coma after a wildly successful Halloween with my girls. Um, my two little ones dressed up as Alice from Alice in Wonderland and Coraline. And I think the costumes went really well. Um, my oldest actually, she was the one that dressed up as Coraline. She got pulled over by some people that were asking to take pictures with her because they thought she had such a great costume. Oh, that's cool. Um, and my village takes takes Halloween pretty serious, I think. We, we had a pretty good time. And so they got to do kind of a trunk or treat throughout the entirety of the village uh, that we call the Midtown route. Um, got a bunch of candy from that one. Their, their school took them trick-or-treating. Uh, there was a trunk or treat out at the racetrack. Um, and so each of them ended up with, like, probably 30 pounds of candy it's absolutely ridiculous the mounds of candy that they got and so it's been really fun um and my family always goes pretty big for halloween so it's it's been been a really good time uh but now of course settling into november uh we get to enjoy the spoils of our efforts uh i'm trying desperately to get the last few horror movies in before i lose all of my spook season and, of course, getting ready for Black Friday and the subsequent Cyber Monday sales, which brings up tonight's episode. Did you, uh, one minute, have you seen the Winnie the Pooh horror movie yet? Have you Blood taken Honey, the time to watch I it? I have not checked it out. It's on my list. Um, what are you guys trying to destroy my childhood? Oh, that movie will. <laughs> it is very. Yes, I'm not watching So, that. me and my friend group, uh, we very much enjoy those, like, style of movies that are coming out where it's people that are trying to make the low-budget kind of old-school horror movies like Velocipaster, right? Um, but trying, whoa, whoa, but trying whoa. to do it. Whoa, with... whoa, whoa. That's not a horror movie. That is great. Yeah, that's pure poetry. Cinematography. Um, and so we did watch, like, Cocaine Bear, for example, um, and enjoyed that a lot. 
Um, actually, I just love that that went to yeah. theaters. Here, here's the best part. The best movie run that I've experienced with my friend group. It was several years ago, but we actually watched all of the Bring It Ons interspersed between all the Sharknados. So it was Sharknado 1, Bring It On 1. Sharknado 2, Bring It On 2. Um, Why? I, I, we had a reason at the time. After all the Russian torment and torture, I don't remember what that reason was. Um, but it was it was a good time. Burr. It's cold in here. There must be some Toros in the atmosphere. I say, oi, ho, yo. How do you um, remember that? Oh, something's this go- oh. stick, man. The cultural impact of bring it on, bring it on again, too, and bring it on again even more. I don't know the third one, but I feel like you it's know what? up there. I can't... It's like, bring it on again, again. Yeah, I can't even remember the name of them all either, but... No, so that was a good time, and so we did uh, classic ghost movies. Uh, I'm not going to say classic ghost movies. We wanted to do ghost stories for our themed movie run over uh, the spooky season, and so we ended up doing doing ghost stories. We had a lot of them really, really cool come up. Some of them were very classic. My wife, for example, uh, had us watch The Others, Nicole Kidman. It was great, classic. Um, I took my kids to go see the new Five Nights at Freddy's movie, which was admittedly better than I was nope. expecting. The interesting thing for anybody that's listening that is interested in kind of the Five Nights at Freddy's, first off, you can stream it on Peacock. It's it's a fair movie. I enjoyed it. But for any of the big fans of the franchise, the Five Nights at Freddy's video game franchise, the movie is not a jump scare fest like you would expect. It's not like playing the games. The movie tells a really interesting and kind of engrossing story about the main antagonist from the franchise. And so I do recommend it. I give it a solid seven. Um, my my oldest daughter is a huge fan of the franchise. She really enjoyed the movie. Um, so give it a check. It's good. How old should you be to watch this movie? It's actually not bad. There's there's a small amount of what I would con- I would say is concerning violence. There's not a lot of gore. Um, it's not really bad on the jump scares. I would say, I mean, my daughter is 11, so... 10? Okay, eleven. That works. <laughs> I can, I can, I can math. Um, any case, and she enjoyed it. Didn't have any problems with it. Now, my kids aren't going to be great examples because both of my kids are super into scary, spooky stuff and in horror movies and um, and that kind of thing. But I would say it's not, it's not too bad. Uh, I, I'd let a 10, 10 year old pretty average. like as a parent, you wouldn't be upset with your kid watching yeah, exactly. it. But like, if it scares them, it may not be. Yeah, for and them. you all know your kids good enough That's good. to make that judgment so um kind of yeah i am going to take uh-huh. this moment i don't have any so i know them real well <laughs> i am going to take this moment to give a shout out to everybody that's watching us on facebook everybody that's watching us on twitter and i'm going to take the moment to go ahead and encourage you guys to do all those fun algorithm things now for us here at crossing the nerdverse your viewership is always great for us it's it's really all we really want um however if you can give us a like, give us a follow. Otherwise, it's just us sitting around talking yeah, to exactly. ourselves. Yeah, um, exactly. And more importantly, the reason that you've been hearing this kind of plug at the beginning and end of each of our recent episodes is we are trying to get to a point where we have enough followers, uh, that's not the right term, subscribers, on YouTube so that we can go live on YouTube as well. We would really enjoy being able to do that. And so if you could give us a share, tell your friends to check us out. Um, and if we do a good enough job and earn your subscription, click that subscribe button so that we can start going live on YouTube. 
But given that... I appreciate you telling me why you're doing this recently. Yeah. <laughs> that That's the goal. Moving moving down was, the line, you're right. And, and so, you get monetized at 1,000 a thousand yeah. subscribers. You can monetize your YouTube. I don't need to know 1,000 people. That's, that's kind of our goal, guys. We want to make sure that we're getting all this stuff out to you. We really enjoy doing it. We love interacting with you guys. Um, our Facebook community has become very vibrant, and it's something I get on and interact with every single day. Thought you were gonna say violent, and I it's was become way more very excited. violent. It's we're, very we're, we're trying to get that uh, super toxic. We're trying to get out of that E for everyone rating and move more into the the thirteen realm, which is gonna segue it's into just Eric yeah, it's just it. Eric moderating. It's just a toxic community. Nobody should join. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm just like. Whoa. So tonight, Competitive. We, we're looking at things that Black Friday and Cyber Monday kind of hit on gamers, and we decided to take a particular avenue for all of you guys. Tonight's episode, as I previously stated, is going to be for those of you that are just getting into gaming, trying to figure out where the good starting points are, and for all of our uh, listeners that are parents that maybe have kids that are wanting to get into gaming or get their own consoles. Um, and Black Friday is a great time to take those steps Get into it and see where you want to go. And so we're just going to try to clear the path and let you know where to go. Now, there's a whole bunch of facets about this that are going to get covered in future episodes. But tonight, we are going to focus on what we call the console wars. Um, we're going to look at the three main players for gaming in Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo. And kind of give y'all our opinions on what to look at and the best ways to go and good deals that are already starting to crop up. And how to navigate that very narrow window in a lot of times for Black Friday deals. Yeah, the biggest thing was is I just, I've been at Walmart a couple times in other locations. And like, I've had like people ask me, especially if I'm wearing like the crossing shirt um, or I'm oogling things I can't afford yet behind the, the pane glass window. Um, so the, like the, they're wondering about like buying video games or like what, what, what games to get, what accessories their kid really needs um, kind of things like that. So I just wanted to make this um, and we, we all talked about it and kind of agreed. It's just good to get it out there. So, so parents know you don't need to like maybe get the best thing for this, but, this other accessory you probably should spend the extra money on because it is something you're going to use a lot. So it just, it just all around makes it a bit easier. Yeah. And actually that might be a good place for us to start because I have a whole bunch of stuff lined up for Xbox. I know Clark's handling PlayStation um, and you're going to be handling the switch and some of the Nintendo stuff, but there are several things that no matter what console you may be eyeing that are going to be useful. Things like gaming accessories and peripherals, um, and things to keep your eye on. Um, what would y'all say is like your quintessential stuff that you need to game? Do you need to drop big money on a really good controller or big money on a really good headset? So for me, like PlayStation, your controller is going to be your base controller. You can get some of the knockoff ones, but you can burn through them pretty quick. I have an Xbox Elite controller only because I like the fact I have really tall thumbs and like long fingers to begin with. So the Elite one allows you to like pop off the joysticks 
and like make taller ones and also shorter ones and you have additional triggers on the back end i find that super helpful for first person shooter now on the switch i just have trash third party uh like pros they were maybe 15 bucks on amazon but i have heard rumor that xbox is going to somehow i can't tell you technologically how but they're going to make it so third-party controllers don't work on Xbox systems anymore and only branded ones Oh, I hadn't do. heard about that. So I think, I think that might be something that the... I don't know how they know. I'm sure there's like... It sends its little signal and it's yeah, like, you're not an Xbox some kind signal, but no. Um, I assume it's magic. Um if I don't understand it, I'm going to fall in that bucket of witchcraft. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, like, for me, a controller, eh, you'll get it in your bundle, but, like, you don't really need to go all out. Because also, you're you're sitting at home most of the time by yourself. Like, nobody really land parties anymore. So, you don't have to have the cool, like, Zelda controller or Pikachu controller anymore. Because you're not, like, showing off to your friends unless you want to stream. Uh, and then headsets, to me, like... I think the Razer Kraken was 60 bucks on sale. Uh, the HyperX that you have is a really good one. But unless you're trying to like hear footsteps and breathing in Rainbow Six Siege, like you, to me, you, a headset, you can get a decent one for like 60 bucks nowadays that goes on almost all consoles and your PC if you want. So like, yeah, that I don't really think head phones as long as they're comfy on my head yeah i'd 100 agree like your controller is the most important thing because stick drift things like that happen so like your controller i always buy only playstation or only xbox controllers um supposedly like scuff makes a good one um, but you pay so much for it i don't unless you're competitively gaming um it's not something i think you really need like give you buy the standard xbox slash playstation controller i usually get about a year out of them as long as i don't throw them too much um if i throw <laughs> that, that was gonna be my next thing is like it depends on your you and or your child is if you need those little wee straps yeah i find it any more than like two throws a week um it starts limiting <laughs> your capabilities um starts really wearing down that controller life I, like yeah if you're ripping your headset off and chucking it against a wall just get 15 dollar ones because they're not gonna last. but yeah if you uh, for headset wise that you could just get whatever for your headset just two head just all you need is the things that cover your ears and the mouthpiece don't buy the ones that like the one ear one that you get that looks like a helicopter pilot or something you, oh i was gonna say like a tele yeah you don't you know don't, don't get those because you want you want to be able to hear left and right side to kind of differentiate when you're playing shooters where people are coming from yep. um, again if you play competitive then yes obviously go get the four or five six hundred dollar headset um, but if you're just playing for somewhat what the fun, hell headset is four hundred dollars you can get some like you really nice pretty monster ones i've never actually owned one so i can't like advocate for it but um so i am gonna interject that seems right here to me. with a completely unrelated tangent um, mostly to I continue like to plug for us wanting to be able to go live on YouTube. We are having issues with Facebook right now. So for any of our listeners that are wanting to be able to see our beautiful faces, um, our, our, our 
guy behind the curtain here who's not so behind the curtain, Eric, has hosted it onto his profile. And while he did say, click on the picture that says, I love you, what he means is click on the picture that says live and it'll bring oh, it to us. Oh, oopsies. Um, I'm trying not to like be on my phone while we're <laughs> on here. It should still be to the group. Yeah, but anyways, we're just having some Facebook problems, guys. There is a way to get to us. Um, Eric's taking care of that. Uh, but Facebook has been giving us some issues in this regard here recently. Um, so just be patient. And if you want to be able to move to a place that's more stable, like YouTube, give us those subscribes. Um, but no, yeah, in regards to the headset, that was actually one I was going to bring up as well. I think that no matter what system you're looking at picking up, whether you're going on to a Switch or a PlayStation or an Xbox, a good headset is a decent investment. Just like my cohort, uh, yeah, my cohorts here said, you do not need to drop insane money on a headset. The only reason you want that is to get those minute little edges um, in competitive gaming. I personally like the noise-canceling headsets that allow me to hear breathing and footsteps. That's because I frequently play games like Hunt Showdown, where those little moments, those little detections... Um, completely change the game for you for an average gaming experience a decent headset with 3.5 millimeter jack is what i recommend on black friday i would be looking for prices around 40 dollars uh, with black friday deals and like clark brought up yours isn't usb port? it has both it, it can switch between 3.5 and oh, okay. USB. that's nice um i'm gonna bring up the fact that when you're looking at headsets and controllers no matter what you're looking at clark already brought it up look for those sweet bundles look for those boxes that you can get that have the controller and the headset and a great starting game and that kind of stuff because i think that's going to be the best way to see go. i'm gonna i'm gonna put the pause on there so i'll jump right into my playstation pricing facts so digital copy of the playstation it's about 400 dollars now like disc copy is 500 and the bundle which will get you a game i think it's like god of war the new spider-man and horizon are the bundles are 560 so that means that game is 60 bucks on average when you go on black friday most new games for playstations and xboxes you can usually get for around 35 if you're at like target walmart gamestop uh, Newegg and Best Buy, they all kind of have a similar price band. So, like, during the holiday sales, the bundles aren't usually the way to go because oh. there's a good chance you can get that game individually cheaper. Interesting. However, over the past few Black Fridays, the bundles have been the only package that you can actually get the gaming consoles in because they want you to upgrade into that. So, like, now that the consoles are actually available... Like, unless your kid is like, yeah, I want the mega Spider-Man skew that's $100. If they just want the base game, it's much cheaper to just get the base game outside of the bundle. Um, but I think with pricing trends and consumer sentiment in the gaming industry, you're going to see a lot of bundles this year and not a lot of individual sales. I don't think you're going to see that, like... I think it'll be more of those buy three, get one freeze type ah. of thing instead of $45 for or like 20 bucks off this game. I think the industry is hurting. The individual studios are hurting enough to where they're going to try and push that price point. It's like gaming shrinkflation almost. Um, 
So I think that's going to be where we're going to see a lot of the push this so year everyone's, in terms of. Everyone's going like Target does. Buy two, get one free. They always do that sale. I have a, yeah. Yeah. I have a feeling that will be like the predominant thing we see. But I mean, again, across all retailers, all major retailers, I think you're going to see a similar price skew. Uh, for playstations but yeah i See, would that's, just that's i mean the interesting to know the bundle comes with the controller yeah. and so. see classically the bundles have always been pretty good where you can easily just look at it and be like okay 60 dollars for the controller 60 dollars for the headset 60 dollars for the game and you can see oh you don't get the headsets anymore it's very rare to see a bundle so usually your base console comes with console and a controller now the bundles are console controller and a game and sometimes a skin for the actual playstation but like it's very rare to see like a headset pop up in them anymore because they're so individual individualized kind of like how typically if you buy like a pc pre-build you're not going to get a headset a mouse and a keyboard like those are so individual that I don't think I think they typically come in the buttons. part of it is too is is the stores themselves like the the retailers make their money on the accessories yeah so they'd be pretty yeah. mad at Sony I think if they were included everything in the bundle because they want you while you're there like they want you to pick up a headset and an extra controller that's why usually I'm yeah on Black Friday you have the accessories that are on sale right beside the PlayStation you, you could buy your PlayStation Five. And then also get like your extra controller and a headset for like usually like 30% or more cheaper than what it normally is. So, and that's where they make I, their money as a store. I realized I just told you shopping sales for my parent company, but you know, <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe I should have done Xbox. Fair enough. Um, yeah, what's actually funny is you bringing up the fact that the headsets aren't included anymore. That's a valid point. Um, and interestingly enough, I've never found that the headsets that were included in the big bundles were were great yeah they were not very good i had high hopes for the recent xbox bundle deal for starfield it had all the the fancy shenanigans with it and i've heard that those accessories are not fantastic either so um yeah i think i can't think of the last bun like outside of the base we're gonna call it a base package the base package is your Xbox, your PlayStation, your Switch console. Switch comes with the two little side controllers, but it doesn't come with a pro controller, whereas the Xbox and the PlayStation will come with a solid unit controller. But that's just because those systems need it, whereas the Switch is designed to be. You can slide them into like a wonky little controller. But I'll let Eric talk more about the Switch. <laughs> but well, one thing about the PlayStation we do got to go over is... When parents are looking at purchasing the PlayStation, um, it does come either with your disk drive or without now. Yeah. So the, the big thing is, is it's not just, don't just look at the money saving aspect. Yes, it's cheaper to buy your digital system. But the thing is, is with the digital system, um, you have to install full games, which take up a decent amount of room. Uh, now, the upside to that is, is the yeah is depending on the age of your child or possibly yourself, if you have butterfingers, um, depending on, um, it's easy to ruin the discs or to damage discs, um, especially if you're in and out all the time. 
Um, if you want to switch discs a lot, if that's why you got it. Um, so I think you are just, I have, I have never not had a disced one and I have never destroyed a disc. And like, I have a dog that puts everything in his mouth. Um, but yeah. And I think when you look at it that way, you have to also consider external storage if you want to digitally download everything. But terabytes are super cheap nowadays. Well, I say super cheap. I think they're sub 100 now. So interestingly enough. For an external. Uh, I got to look in and I compared some of last Black Friday's deals to kind of predict what we can see coming up in the Xbox realm of things. Um, and I think what we're going to be looking at for the memory expansions or the external SSDs and that kind of stuff. Uh, external solid state drives. This is additional memory for your consoles. Um, the one terabytes are looking to be about $125 for the Xbox. Okay. Um, yeah, and you know. Yeah, and Switch, you get the SSD card, the little yeah. guys. It's nice. Um, Just so cute. I lose them constantly. I know with Xbox, the controllers were a big hit last year. A lot of their wireless controllers went on Black Friday sales. You could get them for about $40, uh, which is about $25 off of their normal pricing. Um, I don't have any confirmation they're going to be doing the same thing this year for this Black Friday, um, but I know that you could get a decent stock quality controller for about $40. Bucks. Um, I'm hoping it's very similar this year. Uh, I... Uh, I think it... Sh well, minus inflation, you're probably looking at 45 let's call it yeah because that was about what the playstation or the yeah playstation controllers were looking like but um oh, i am going to bring up one key point in the discussion of disc versus digital and that kind of stuff first off my personal stance um i i don't believe in discs anymore even when you buy <laughs> disc for the game and you have a disc drive console you put that disc in, and guess what the console is going to do anyway? It's going to download the and install the entire game, and your disc simply acts as a DRM to give you access to it. Now, this is primarily from the Xbox no. side of things. I want to be very clear about that. Okay. Um, I don't have a lot of experience on Switch or PlayStation. That's why we have my beautiful cohorts here. Um, oh, Eric, you're beautiful. Yeah, he's, he's gorgeous. It's because uh, I'm in weird. a Snuggie. Yeah. Um, oh, I figured it was the Snuggie. But especially as a parent who has two daughters that are both into gaming constantly, the best investment I ever made was the Xbox Game Pass. Now, Xbox Game Pass is an amazing digital game library that your kid can get into and download a game for free. A lot of them are there for limited amounts of time. It's almost like a rental service. But I can, as a parent, I can set what games appear on that based on rating systems or special tags. That way they can avoid high violence or high gore games and that kind of stuff. Um, Real quick before you get too far. He doesn't mean actually free folks. You do pay for the game pass. Yes. So that's, all the games are included in it. All the games are included in the game pass. So in a sense, it's yeah. Yeah. And PlayStation has their version of Indeed. it as well. This is not, Everybody has a subscription service It's nowadays. not free in its entirety. This is a subscription service that you pay, but the individual games, you don't have to pay per download or per installation. Now, here's... There is still MTX, though. True so story. So you, you can have 
I remember, what was that one lawsuit? Some lady went for Candy Crush for like $100,000 because her kid bought like all of this stuff. So just, yeah. there is still MTX. You are not safe from that. Well, and that's something. MTX is microtransaction yes. exchange. But. That's something that everybody, if you're listening to our, our episode, hoping to get insights for that kind of stuff. Microtransaction is the bane of gaming right now. Now, it's a great tool. It lets a lot of games be very affordable um, and stuff, but it has to be handled very delicately. But it is in a lot of games, even games you wouldn't expect it to be in. Yeah. So monitor your your microtransaction capabilities. Credit you Monitor cards. your cards. Um, now, in regards to the Xbox Game Pass, there was a lot of controversy recently because Xbox is hiking its prices. Um, Game Pass was not immune to this. And so the prices are going to be increasing. I think it started off as by like a dollar, um, and it's projected to get worse as time goes on. This season, I'm going to give you a little bit of insight. If you're looking to get Game Pass for your kid, you can still get on Amazon and buy month membership cards for Xbox Game Pass at the original price. And so you can still get a three-month Game Pass card for $45, um, and it gives them access to all of this kind of stuff. Amazon actually came through for me on this one. I'm not going to lie to you. I've been losing faith in Amazon <laughs> recently. Um, but in this particular regard, yeah, check out the Amazon Xbox Game Pass Ultimate three-month membership cards because that's going to be your best price for that kind of thing right now. Yeah, your online memberships are a lot cheaper during Black Friday. That's another thing, too. Even the PlayStation 1, um, which is also going up in price. Um I tend to purchase at least one year's worth every November. Um, I will start purchasing probably two years worth um, with, with everything yeah, with prices. Same. And it's nothing against Sony. I know I'm biased and I'm telling you it's worth the money um, because I love Sony. But part of it, like it, it is if, if you don't, if you don't care what you're playing, because they do switch out games, things like that. Not everything's there. I was going to say, if you if you like playing a breadth of games or if you want to try a lot of games, it's good for myself. I have like three games that I want to play and if I look at it being 20 bucks a month, it it is cheaper for me to buy those just base games and play those three than it is for me to do the subscription. Now, my husband loves to play the breadth of games, so we have the Game Pass for Xbox because he's like, I'm going to play five hours of this one game and then never play it again. Yeah, it's not worth me buying that for like 50 bucks if he's just going to play five hours and then call it Dunsies. So, like, it all depends on your gameplay style. Um, I'm a completionist, so we'll yeah. ride that game until it's done. And a lot done. of these accessories are going to slide into the same realm. If you are a gamer like me, like Clark, I have a handful of games that I play. Two or three are for me. I have a couple other games that I play with, with my kids that are installed and ready to rock just for that that purpose. Um, so if you are going to be one of those where it's, you have very uh, tailored or catered uh, library of games, you do not need accessories like the one terabyte memory expansion we were talking about earlier. Nearly every console you're going to be able to get is going to have enough memory for, what would you say, probably eight games, ten games installed? No. Uh, I don't know. They keep getting bigger, so maybe like five yeah. full games now. Like Horizon is, is massive. Uh, Depending on the games but you the thing play. To know, and the... You can buy that stuff later, This is too. true. 
Like, you can buy the base game, and if your kid has a birthday in six months, boom, solid state, solid state drive, drive for that kid. <laughs> like, like you can you can really milk this this present. Um, so yeah, yeah. And they're they're not updating the consoles as much as they used to. Like it used to be, there was almost a new Xbox every two years. I don't think there's been a new PlayStation or a new Xbox. Now my time sense is warped because of COVID, yeah. but I think for like five or six years they haven't been an upgrade well, to a system. And usually, what they're doing now is allowing you to play like a version of the game on the old console. Well, and well, part of it is is that. A lot of a lot of companies have yet to touch on the full power of the PS5 and Xbox still. So like the new systems, yeah. even though they've been out, I think both of them have been out since like 18, 19. That's, I was like, I, I feel like, like it's been a like, while. Like something like that. So On the Xbox consoles, the Generation 1 Xbox released November 15th of 2001. The Generation 2 Xbox 360 released November 22nd, 2005. Okay. So only four years later. Now, the jump yep. from Xbox 360 to the Xbox One, Xbox One S, and Xbox One X, the release date was November 22nd, 2013. And so you had eight years between that one. And then the Generation 4, mm-hmm. which is the Xbox Series X and Series S, the release date was November 10th. The refrigerator. Yeah, the refrigerator. November 10th of 2020. So you had seven years on that one. Oh, 2020. For um, such a smart company, yeah. worst naming system yeah, worst naming in the world. Like parents bought One the X. wrong system. So like if you were purchasing any any Microsoft systems like Xbox stuff, check with somebody to make sure you're getting the right thing. Cause they're yes. they're so similar yeah. in name. Like a lot of people I think it was when when the newest Xbox first came out that same year, quite a few parents bought the wrong system because they did not realize what they were buying was the previous thing. That's true. Or, yeah, or like even the Xbox One and the Xbox One S, there was a lot of people who messed that, like, they look very different, but the name is very, very similar, where it's like PlayStation is just PlayStation. You There's only digital or not. Like, you can just ask. It's not like you have to know S is the digital only, and the other one is legit it just looks like a big triangle and and playstation is completely different when you look at them like the digital and the non-digital one like you see the big chunky hard drive on the on the non-digital one so like i mean the xbox one looks very different but like if you're not paying attention and you don't know what the one you're looking for looks like but if i'm not mistaken they're they're digital and they're one with their heart they're one with the disc drive isn't it the same thing in the newest xbox no matter what, doesn't it still just look the same? It's just one has a drive slot and one doesn't. Because uh, I think they're just that big rectangle, the S isn't it? Is like very no, there's white. There's a black one. It's like and a, a white very one. white little yeah. square. Yeah. Um, one looks like the old Game Boy or the old the old PlayStation, actually, like the gray one where you popped the thing and the disc came yeah. out. That's what the Xbox One S like reminds story, me of. The actually. other one looks like a physical refrigerator. So I am only, I'm going to take this moment as we get closer to the holiday season. Y'all are going to hear me say this a lot as we get close to the end of season one of Crossing the Nerdverse. When it comes to buying consoles and accessories, guys, you are going to run into a false scarcity. Um, particularly with consoles, because the name of the business right now, which is damaging the industry, is scalping and people that are kind of scamming you out by mm-hmm. trying to sell it on eBay. I am going to heavily encourage that you ignore eBay 
in regards to your console and accessory purchases. And this comes in two reasons. First off, they're artificially inflated and you're going to end up paying a lot more money than you need to to pick up these devices. And secondly, the amount of... I'm, I'm going to call them scams. They're legal, they're just scummy that you're going to come into contact with with a lot of these scalpers is 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 crazy. It's astronomical. To the point where there's very famous stories about a guy that got on and bought an Xbox One Xbox. And it was the box that the Xbox came in. It was advertised as the box that the Xbox came in. So the guy paid $350 for the cardboard yeah. box because of the, the way it was named. It's perfectly legal, and he got scammed. We're not going to be able to help you navigate the minefield that is eBay. Um, and eBay can be great for a lot of stuff. It's not great for your electronics and your consoles. No, if you're getting a console right now, especially Black Friday, you want to hit up... Like, I always... I know I was a former employee, but I still stick by it. Like, Walmart, I don't... Like, shopping consoles, November is great. They get a lot in. Um, they usually have a good system to get in and get out. Um, I've messed with Best Buy a little bit during November. I mean, they're all the same price. They have a good but... price match if you go in-store for Best Buy. It has a really yeah. good price match. But I just find Walmart's uh, bigger. I... They have they have more... Like, yeah. that's just what it is. It is what it is. Um, even Amazon's pretty good. Yeah, I, um, I personally use Amazon but... for a lot. There is there's kind of five steps that I'm going to recommend to everybody. If you're looking at, at purchasing consoles or gaming accessories on Black Friday, there's five steps that I tell everybody, especially if you are unfamiliar with the territory. The first is that you have to plan your spending. You have to have a budget, know what you want to spend, and stick to it. You are going to find so many reasons and so many ways to kind of expand or do things a little bit different. Know what you want to spend. That way you don't have any kind of remorse going in after it. Um, actually, there's a there's a list that IGN posted that kind of covers this that I'm going to use because they expand on it better. The second point is to create a wish list. Know what kind of items you're looking for. Don't get on Amazon and just type in video game stuff. It's, it's, it's not going to work out. Fidget games. games. Um, know what you're looking for. And if you have any friends that are gamers, if you're listening to our podcast, I almost can assure you, you have friends that are gamers. Go get their opinions on what to do. There are no wrong answers. And really, there's almost no right answers. I'm an Xbox guy. I will always be playing Xbox. My roommate loves her PlayStation and will not move away from it. Crossplay is also really big Indeed. right now. So if you're like back during the con the great console wars, if your friend got an Xbox and you got a PlayStation, you couldn't play together. That has kind of subsided. So you can like if your kids' friends have PlayStation and you have Xbox, Nintendo doesn't play with anybody. So Switch, there's very little crossplay. I think like Splatoon, yeah. maybe you can play on the PC. The great console wars, um, 2014. But, yeah, but like. That's kind of done at this point. Now it's just going to be game specific Indeed. for consoles, and even that's kind of going away. Uh, so, but yeah, yeah. Just sorry. Continue on. So with your yeah, list. create your wish list. Um, secondly, you want to do price comparison like you would with anything. I recommend at least three distinct sources of price comparison. If you can't do five, three is your happy place. Get a price comparison from your local shopping center. Let's say Walmart. Look on Amazon. Look on the manufacturer's website. You're going to get an idea of what you're looking to spend from those three sources and where you can get the best deal. 
So those are going to be your three hard points. If you're worried about digging through every little thing to get the very best deal, start with those three. It's going to give you an idea of what you're looking at. Now, four and five are very interesting because according to IGN, your fourth step is going to be to act very swiftly. Exceptional deals sell out quickly. That is true. Um, and it's what happened with the, I believe it was the PS5 release. Um, they sold out. And, and the, the Xbox, Xbox. they yeah. both were Sold out dumb. very, very quickly. The scalpers scooped up hundreds of consoles to resell on eBay. Uh, if y'all can't tell, I'm very, very salty about that particular um, topic. Um, I don't agree with this. Yes, acting quickly and acting on Black Friday is going to get you the best deals. And you should take advantage of that. But don't stress out if you worry, and this is step five, if you miss a deal generally you will see something very similar wrap back around on cyber monday don't be afraid of cyber monday it's a good thing you'll see depending on what you're trying to get to a lot of the times you'll see the deals on the actual digital networks now so digital is really kind of i think bitten into like some of the stuff with like the retailers getting a lot of money so like i find black friday i always buy my sports games i'm getting nhl the new one on black Friday because it's going to be dirt cheap compared to any other time of the year. And if my lazy self doesn't go to the store, I I'm like pretty sure they're going to have the sale on PlayStation's network itself. Um, the biggest thing you'll see when you're dealing with the stores in regards to the games themselves, the better deals will be the, like Clark had mentioned and stuff like that is when you do the two buy two, get one free. And usually when they do those, it has to be the same price. So like if you if you go to do that, I always say buy three brand new games because the free game is going to be the cheapest of the three. So if you're going to take the time oh, to yeah. do it, you buy three three of the new releases, not brand new. Sorry, they're all going to be brand new. You buy three new releases. So you don't don't buy two new two of the new releases and and then go get yourself a twenty dollar game because the twenty dollar game is the free one. Um, but that's the only time you'll really yeah, see and- like. A difference between them and the digital stores usually the digital stores have similar sales and i will say a lot of stores have started to put more like you can get just about any black friday deal online now like it's no longer where you have to like i remember waiting outside of best buy in like, camp the night. early 2000s <laughs> yeah like you don't ha- you don't have to do that anymore for my $5 DVDs. Like you, a lot of the retailers have most of it online and a lot of them are starting to expand their sale time frame. So now it's not only black Friday, it's November month of savings, like happy Tuesday. Here's a <laughs> Blu-ray player. Like it, retailers are getting ridiculous. Um, and I will say like, if you're looking to build a PC, because I am PC Master Race, uh, I play most of my games on PC, pcpartpicker.com. Uh, uh, I will plug them until the end of time. Uh, I get nothing I'm from it other say, than joy of helping not sponsored, you build your just PC. Just website we think yeah, is not very sponsored. Cool. I, yeah, it, basically all it does is it lets you know if your PC components are compatible and then it lets you know what you're missing if you're trying to build your own PC. And it does do some price tracking for you. And it will hunt the web and say like, hey, Newegg has this motherboard on sale for 150 bucks. Best Buy has it for $20, whatever. So it does that. 
uh, I cannot recommend that website enough if you were hunting around for PC parts during this holiday season because Cyber Monday is usually when I will buy PC parts. Another interesting and useful plug, especially for parents trying to figure out, you know, the, the minefield, so to speak. Um, this one's been around for a long time. Most people really know it, but I'm going to plug it anyway because it's something I use a lot, and that's canirunit.com or canyourunit.com. This is where you can check to see if an existing system, an existing rig, as they're frequently called, can play a particular game. So, for example, I wanted to pick up the new Baldur's Gate 3 that came out, you know, I'm going to say recently. Um, my personal PC couldn't run it. I couldn't figure out why. This website helped me figure out that it was effectively my graphics card. And so this will help you get an idea on, well, you know, my my roommate i want to get him a cool present and but he's already a gamer and i don't know what to do um pc parts are a great way to go and this will help you figure out what you need dang you are a really nice roommate yeah, well i couldn't think of a good example and i didn't want to just keep using kids right but you know i have a 12 year old son that you know games on his computer but i don't know what part to pick um my next door neighbor needs a new NVIDIA graphics card, so I just thought I'd hook him up. In that case, up. get the GeForce RTX. Are they ever going to become affordable again, by the no, way? Never like, again. come no, on. Never what again. are we doing here with this? You can say thank you to Bitcoin. Yeah, they, it, they'll never be affordable again. It's ridiculous. But they can launch space yeah. shuttles now, so it's fine. What? Oh, uh, yeah. Is... They're, ju they're just dummy yeah. powerful. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Yeah. I don't know. So I did want to cover an accessories question with you guys uh, that's kind of kind of a big topic. When it comes to controllers, now this is good for everybody, even including our PC players. A lot of PC players will use a controller instead of mouse and keyboard for certain games. Because they're weak. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. What is, Some games need What is your stance on wired versus wireless? Ooh, okay. So I... For my PC, for everything but controllers, I am a wired fan because I cannot remember to charge the stupid things. I've had wireless mouses, forgot to charge middle of raid, dead. Uh, wireless keyboards, forgot to charge middle of raid, dead. Headsets, dead. So for my PC, I am full wired because I am irresponsible. That being said, I will not play on a wireless or a wired controller, wireless only, but I get the rechargeable battery packs. That's the one thing that I typically will like spring for. Um, or the little char that is the accessory that I'm like, if I had to get an ancillary accessory, it's the charging docks for controllers because I just hate plugging them in and having like a ton of little wall mounts all over the oh, place yeah. to like keep them plugged in it's just like a little slot that you drop the controller in which is actually something i really like about the switch is it's like holding dock is its charger oh my god this yeah, is brilliant Call great design day. on that um so yeah that's that's my stance it's eric pretty, what you got so does anybody remember you can't throw them if they're wired <laughs> does any, well you can anyways uh <laughs> does anybody remember how you used to be able to like thoroughly track your call of duty stats they used to have an app you could like get the nitty-gritty Okay, so yeah. I actually, if you were competitive in any way, you got to go <laughs> wired. I mean, okay, Toxic is competitive. It's Call of Duty back in the day. Yeah, it's it Call was of Duty, yeah. Even if you were a, <laughs> Anyways. Even if you were a casual gamer, you were toxic. So if you want to get that extra on your KD, you actually should spend money on your controller and your monitor. 
Um, I did find wired controller and a gaming monitor. I actually got my KD like 0.3 better than what it was without. Um, so there, there is a little bit, because there's a delay. When you use wireless, you, you are going to run into that issue with a delay yeah, with your fact. controller. So if you, if you are doing something that isn't like a shooter, like if you're not playing like a Call of Duty or something of that nature, if you're playing more of, of something that's okay with... Uh, like a campaign mode. Yeah, if you're playing something that you can have that like nanosecond of a, of a delay, then that's fine. But when you're, when you're playing Call of Duty and you come around the wall... You want to be able to kill the person right away. No, that's, and you're that's wondering fact. why you didn't. Or if you're ever wondering why you thought you were hiding behind the wall, but you weren't and you died, it's because they have better equipment than you and they saw you early enough and were able to kill you. Yeah, and those That is what I learned from that. Yeah, those milliseconds in, in heavy competitive shooters like that, they do add up um, to the point where even minor setting adjustments within the game can dramatically change its performance. And that's where crossplay became very controversial a few years ago, especially in Call of Duty. Still is. <laughs> um, yeah, because PC players have more settings, more things that they can change without even technically cheating. They just have more settings that they can change yeah. to to make it where they don't have to obey the game's inset limitations. Your AK-47 has zero recoil and just laser beams. Um, and when you have all of this added together into a competitive nature, those fractions of time are our difference maker i will say this my stance when it comes to wired versus wireless i don't mind either one i use both frequently however if you are gaming or your person you were buying this gift for is gaming in a high traffic or public space get rid of the wires it's not worth it so you know uh, my girls they game in their toy room it's a primary walking path from my, my house down to my game room. I bought them wired wireless controllers because it's just worth it. If you game in the living room, get wireless. It's fine. Um, now, there are downsides, like Clark was saying. I run wireless, and so I have three of these bad boys with rechargeable <laughs> batteries set up all the time so that I can make sure I have plenty of batteries for my xbox controller because it will just die mid-raid uh i just happened to me the other day in destiny um it's very frustrating but yeah if it's a high traffic area i mean i know it sounds common sense but a lot of people don't think about it buy wireless for high traffic areas if they have their own out of the way dedicated video gaming space like you know a corner of their bedroom or you know their private pc or whatever get wired it saves you ultimately. Um, I will tell you, I and I tell this to everybody: try to avoid the wireless controllers that you can like plug in to charge. You have the like micro USB charging points. They work great for a while. My experience has been that they wear out very, very quickly um, and cannot stand up to very much abuse. And so, <laughs> what are you? I, I have I have children. Like, Dude, I, I, I have, have fired a controller, had that thing bounce off the floor, off the wall, and almost took my kid out one time. She was walking. <laughs> I was like, "This is not." I'm going to tell crossing you, crossing the nerd verse, do not condone uh, rage quitting or or destruction of property during video gaming. P.S. Oh, hold PS4. on. I condone some rage quitting. 
I don't condone throwing your controller unless it's like into a couch. PS4 controllers. I will rage quit sometimes. I'm just letting everybody know. Like I'm talking like off the floor, off the wall, at the couch. Like it was impressive. I was like, this thing's like a bouncy ball. And I didn't even get some spin behind it. Like when I launched it, because I lost, I didn't get any good spin or anything to it. It just bounced pretty good for me. So it was nice. So Sony, you are making great equipment. I'm just throwing it out there. If you need a, a yeah, tester, he's throwing it out I am here. I am literally so. like launching these things. Oh, no yeah, breakage. Guys, guys I... don't, don't. <laughs> Don't throw I enjoy your stuff. that you're like thinking about putting spin on a controller <laughs> that you've just bought. Uh, you are beyond our help, Eric. Professional. Anyway. Uh, so anyway, yes, avoid the ones that you plug in the actual battery pack. Avoid the ones that you plug the controller in using a micro USB. They're very easy to damage. Um, however, Clark had mentioned the docking ports where you can put the controller onto a docking port. Those are fantastic. I highly recommend those. So what my girls use, they're great. So, that's my stance on wired versus. I have a question. Do you remember those silicone gummy like cases you could get for your controller for like better grip grip and like protective sleep? Yeah, do they still make those? I'm not sure. They were basically like. I'm sure someone makes them out. Because I think we should get Eric's. No, what we're getting Eric is like three of those little like tie it to your wrist things from the old like Wii U. So that he goes to throw it and it just is like oh. it just takes out his teeth. I don't want that and though. Here I, I want that therapy. flying. No, here's here's literally my stance. Anybody that throws controllers or breaks things has never had to worry about money. Because I've never broken of course a controller they did. due to rage. Because I could That's not fair. afford to lose my controller. And so That's why I'm giving Sony praise. I've thrown <laughs> several of their controllers. And I've never had to buy a new one because of it. Now, stick drift, totally different thing. Stick drift um, is a problem. I've only had stick drift on my Switch. See, I've had it. And I was really upset. I've had it on a couple of different PlayStation controllers. I do find that that can be a bit of an issue. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I can't be totally honest with you and tell you what I'm playing when I notice it the most. I feel like it's shooters because I haven't been playing them as much and my controllers are lasting longer now um, that I'm playing more sports games and things like that. So I feel like my stick drift is not as bad. Like I've had a controller now for over a year and it's still good. Um, so I, yeah. I feel like if I, if I play a lot of Call of Duties and a lot of the online shooters, it kind of kills them. I feel like you personally probably aggressively really hit that stick shift. I actually shooter. don't because like, then you'll feeling it. You got to be precise. Because if I'm not so, precise, then I have to throw it. So, so I like I have to be precise to get my KD to where I need it to be. When it comes to stick drift, and I'm I'm an Xbox knight. Like I, I I set up my place in the console wars. I haven't left the Xbox since then. Even though PC gaming has its appeals, I've found that that's just not where I'm going to land. Stick. How does it feel to never play God of War? Uh, YouTube Let's Plays, Vicarious Living. Um, <laughs> no, in any case, Xbox, especially third-party Xbox controllers, I have a horrible history with because of stick drift. It's terrible. I have four dead controllers over there that I was in love with. It was a Mandalorian one. I had a Sea of Thieves one. Uh, a whole bunch of these really like nice-looking controllers that they didn't even last a year. When it comes to that kind of stuff, shell out to get the actual Xbox controller. Here's mine right here. It's a plain black one. I've been using this one 
for two years now, zero issues. It's worth it to just get the good stuff when it comes to the controller because the third-party ones burn out so fast. It's ridiculous. Now that's the let's let's also be corrected saying like there's third-party ones though that are like exceptional. A majority of the ones, if you're trying to save money, is what we're talking about here. Now, if you get the third-party ones that are the scuffs, I think there's a is it like Beaver something Battle Beaver something's yeah. another one. There's a there's a couple of them out there that you fully customize. Um, those are solid. And, those are good. Yeah, th- those are uh, those are amazing. Like if you can get those, like you will notice an improvement in your gameplay. You just will because you're spending so much. They work well. The buttons are set up the way you want. Like it's nuts. They but, shoot yeah. for you. They I mean, your front yard. Like they bring yeah. in income. Take your kids. I've just I'm I've noticed if you, if you spend the money, you got the right buttons. It, like you just you are better. I I will say my Xbox Elite controller is by far my favorite like hand feel one, and I think that's typically like a hundred bucks for that controller, where a normal ones maybe around forty. Uh, you can just customize it so much, and it's so nice. And lastly, I'll bring up the Switch. There's not a lot of great deals, um, and the Switch is what it is. Like it's you're you're gonna get it or it's you're not. Switch. It's um, fucking expensive. But it, I mean, it's awesome. You can take it everywhere. It's got nice graphics. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has Animal Crossing and Pokemon. What more do you? And Zelda. Like you don't really need a whole Mario. lot more. Mario's kind of eh. Um, <gasps> Smash Bros is is kind of cool. Um, How? Nintendo dare you nintendo is what it is they're they're kind of cool. they don't go on a lot of sales how um, do we kick eric from the podcast he's in charge of the business side so so Damn. you don't get a lot of sales the one time you get decent ones is going to be your black friday you'll get you'll get more of the bundles than you normally would um and you'll see some sales on games but if you because if you generally go to walmart or even amazon or anywhere even games that came out when switch first came out are still full price um nintendo is adamant about if you want us you're gonna pay what we're worth and that's it so it they're a totally different animal um even i don't even like their subscription service i don't know enough about it though to really tell you if you should get it or not because i won't even give the time they have very few games i like other outside the ones i've named so i don't mess with it for the switch so I played Splatoon at Pentathlon recently, and I will have to say, if you have a kid that you don't want to play first-person shooters, but your kid kind of wants to play a game that's like a first-person shooter, Splatoon, Splatoon, Splatoon. PlayStation is coming out with a, I'll call it a knockoff, where it, I think this one, Splatoon, you shoot paint, and your goal is to like cover the area in paint and like shoot other players with your paint. Like it's it's paint for it's paintball, digital paintball, and I think PlayStation's coming out one with like bubbles. But like I will say that's like a really good kids game to allow your kid like a first person shooter experience without having it be a first person shooter. And it's I think I can't think of another title that's like it outside of the one that PlayStation's ripping off. Base and I say ripping off because it's. Yeah, Very Splatoon has the feel like it's not an exact copy or anything, but it has the feel of some of those games that cropped up in like Fusion Frenzy. You know, where it's mm. they, they were kind of party yep. games, right? Um, but Splatoon took that and expanded it. It's 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 solid. I I mm-hmm. I put a stamp on Splatoon. It's good. Yeah, I like I liked it. 
I was like, oh, I am an adult and this is fun. I have been enjoying. But yeah, that's all I got with Nintendo. Like that, there's just not gonna be. There's, you know what? I'm actually, it's a great system. Do you find the Pro Controller for your Switch? Like, I I won't play my Switch. Like, I'll play it handheld with the joysticks, the Joy Cons. But like, if it's in a dock and I'm playing on a screen, I have to have like a regular controller. I can't physically hold the Tinatana Joy-Con. I don't ever thing. play it. Like, it's too small on a TV. I only play it mobile, oh, and that's okay. why like I don't even. I have the original Switch when it came out still, but I bought a light just because it's easier. It's it's a little bit cheaper. Um and I just it's so much I only play it on the go. Like I don't like my Switch on TV. I don't know why. It's I'm weird, I guess, but I play it on the go. I travel with my yeah, so That's all I do with it. I don't ever hook it to a TV. Those are very valid points I want to bring up to kind of close out our episode here. Because Switch does have that that aspect to it, that kind of gaming on the go aspect. I know PlayStation's coming out with the uh, uh, PlayStation it's remote. remote. Um, oh, the PlayStation controller. There's like a Play Anywhere controller. It's basically like a phone stuck in between. It it's like a Switch, but not like a full console in itself. Like you can't stick a game into it kind of thing so the switch has two main points that i found appealing to it so far now first off let me say i don't mind this the the switch controllers i've played with them one in each hand i've played with the tiny little like joy remote deal um i I can use it all it's not a problem however two anecdotes that i think are really selling points for switches the first is so we have a Switch here at my house. It's my roommate's. We don't use it very often. It's kind of her her gaming system. But because of the way that it works in the docking port, she can have the docking port set up in the living room to do any gaming that she has when she has some you know, time in the, in the main space of the house. Um, but if we have people coming over or large groups coming over that might have kids or something like that, it's really easy for her to just take it, move it to her bedroom. There's no unplugging cables or screwing with like uninstalling and reinstalling it. She can just take it and go um and that's a really handy aspect to have especially if you like host a lot or have guests over a lot the other side of it actually comes from the mobile gaming this one parents mostly for you i have two players at my D game their kid comes with them um he's not super interested in D. he might be but he's not super interested in D right now and my table's not super kid friendly as it is uh, but I wanted them to be able to game, and so I told him, bring bring him, bring him on. He just brings his Switch with him, throws on his headphones. I hooked him up with a gaming chair and a good setup for, like, power and, and that kind of stuff. Gave him access to our, our table, like, drinks and snacks. And he's been coming to D&D for months now, kicking back, playing on his Switch. Um, and that is an extremely useful thing for both of the other players at my table. They don't have to worry about babysitters. They can bring their kid with them to the D&D game. And even though he's not super interested in playing with us, he's still doing what he wants to do. Everybody's safe. And having that type of mobile gaming access is fantastic. And so if you're looking for something like that, if you're a parent looking to buy a console for your kid, but you travel a lot, um, this is a great way to go. And many companies are starting to try to do the same thing, like we mentioned with the the PlayStation on the go kind of stuff. The Steam Deck, Deck, yeah. These are great ways to go. The mobile aspect to a mobile console 
um, is something to truly consider. And while Nintendo very much is, you will pay our prices for this is what we have we have said, and this is the law. A lot of times it's worth it. And so, I yeah, I'm definitely not dogging on Nintendo for it. They are, yeah. they are <laughs> worth like it's, it's just a different environment. Like when I play Nintendo, I feel like a kid again. Um, it's not as you don't have. I don't know. It's not, I don't feel as competitive. I don't have to win everything. Even when I play FIFA, I'm okay with losing. Um, I don't but, believe that for a second. I am. It's Nintendo. <laughs> you can't be angry. He can't throw. He can't. Oh, throw you can't the throw the switch. The whole system. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. There's no if throwing you, the switch. If you are a rage that thing gamer, does not bounce. Don't don't buy a switch. Like how much? How, well, you can buy a switch. You just have to buy the OtterBox <laughs> case. Or or you keep something beside you that you can throw in its place. That's the key. Have, I feel like we just need animals, to get you a like... giant horde of sticky balls. <laughs> right. Just rubber bands, like a bouncy ball maybe, or like the rubber band ball that you can buy. Just throw some of that stuff. I feel like that's too heavy for you. Like, I, There's like these new toys that like they're stick em balls, and you throw them, and they just kind of like stick to your wall and then like See? slide down. I think that's what you and need. So, like, I don't think you need In all honesty, I have yet to throw a, a PS5. No, I think I did once. But I haven't thrown a remote in a long time. <laughs> So, so it has a been a while. Called Throw Throw Burrito, that has these. I can't play that. I have the seen the plushy that. burritos. And I'm just gonna get him a stack of those. Yeah. Because you can throw those things with with all the oomph that you can. They're just gonna drift away from you. Okay. One thing I want to make a shout out about real quick, because I know we're coming to an end. Yeah. Um. So end we here. did. We threw out on our Twitter. Um. I threw it out on Blue Sky too. I threw it out on Thread. I think I put it out on Instagram. Um, so we started reviewing other podcasts like once a week. Well, I have, so I'm reviewing, I I'm reviewing, um, one random, like one podcast every week. Um, I throw the review out on Twitter and anywhere else you want it. Um, and it also goes on our website with a link to your podcast. I'm trying to help you generate more and us generate more. Um, so we've been doing that. So I've already done a couple. I did too legit to crit interesting show um not kid friendly but really good show um there are two funny guys on there um i did the comfortable spot pretty interesting show um it's it calms me down to be honest with you it's crazy to say um and the other one i did recently is fiery discourse you should check that out it's all it, like they pick shows and things that are about um dragonesses so they have to have a dragoness in it. Yes, right. Like the, there's a Batman. When you say dragoness, a female dragon. Batman. There's a Batman episode where there's a, a dragoness in it, and they go over it. Like Reign of Fire is another one that was my favorite episode they did. Uh, oh, Fourth Wing. I don't know if they did that one yet. No, I haven't but started. Aragon. Yet. They, they did Aragon. So like they do. I think they're only doing shows if that's a book. Um, yeah. It's they did a couple of Disney movies too. But I think Hulu picked it up as a show. Somebody's picked it up as a show. But Hulu's picked up Actar. I think. Oh, Amazon Prime has picked up Fourth Wing, I think. But yeah, so. The, Not that I'm <laughs> obsessed. So I'm going to continue to do it. So if anybody's interested in doing, um, getting their podcast reviewed, stuff like that, I have a huge list right now, but I am going through it one at a time. Um, do you let them know that you're reviewing them? Or so, yeah. are you just. No, no. Them? So. 
any podcast that sends me a message they're interested in doing it okay. i'm like all right gotcha. okay, and okay. i'm not just doing the the people pleaser with with the reviews either it's not just all like sugar-coated stuff um no, I, I am going to, it's to honest reviews too. in regards to like, if your audio has issues or like interrupting each other when you're talking, things of that nature, like the, the good, the ever. bad and the, and the ugly, you got to mention it all or it's not a good review. Like we said, you know, review bombing is bad. Um, so no, that's, true. that's been we, going on. We are very proud to be part of the nerd podcast community. We do have a lot of uh, support that we've built up over the course of our first season here. We're excited to be getting into our second year. And so, yeah, if anybody has a podcast, they want us to check it out and you're not afraid of an honest review, definitely hit us up. Yeah. Eric will review the (laughs) shit out of you. Yeah. I'm I'm listening to critically stupid right now. It's an interesting show. So that'll, that'll be coming out Monday. That'll be the next review. really like the name of that oh there's some really i'm telling you some really good that one's a D like they just play D a bunch of friends huh. yes it's very interesting okay. oh you know what this actually is a good kind of segue uh we are also going to be starting up um and this one's going to take a little bit it's probably going to be crossing season two content uh, we're going to be starting up a indie game kind of review, almost like a Let's Play situation, especially as our YouTube continues to grow. If you are an indie developer or you have created an indie game in your garage and you want a group of nerds to check it out, hit us up. Uh, we would love to check out your game, give it a play. Um, we'll get it up on YouTube, get the word out about your creation, and again, give you an honest review. Yeah, we did. A, I did a RPG game a long time ago, tabletop game. Uh, all based on D6s. So yeah, we, we've done reviews before with stuff, so we're just looking to um, kind of just keep growing and helping everybody else grow along with us. So, Alright, and with that, you've been listening to Crossing the Nerdverse as we reviewed the upcoming Black Friday and Cyber Monday. You listened to a bunch of opinions from random nerds, and we were happy to have you here. <laughs>